Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today we need to ask ourselves, as the body of Christ, do we have a faith for blessings or a faith that blesses? I want to read an account from the book of Luke, chapter 7, starting in verse 1. It says, Now when he, speaking of Jesus, had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of this Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that this man was worthy of whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far off from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And Jesus turned around and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you that I have not found so great a faith, no, not in all of Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. This miracle has to be one of the simplest yet most powerful lessons in Jesus' healing ministry. It is the only time that Jesus actually marveled at a man's faith. The word translated to marvel here in the original Greek was the mazio. It means to wonder at or to admire. God actually admired this man's faith. That's amazing to me. I want a faith like that, that God wonders at. So what were the elements of this man's story that caused Jesus to stop in his tracks in amazement, answer his petition for healing, then turn around and endorse this man's faith to others as an example of the greatest faith he had encountered in all of Israel? Well, the first thing we see is this man's heart for God's people. Others even joined in agreement to his plea, saying that this man is worthy because that he, quote, loves our nation. So my friend, be reminded that as believers, we must always have a heart for God's people, whether they be righteous or deceived. He still looks for those who will love them enough to fight for them, that their hearts might be turned back to him. 
oh Lord, we desire to serve your people and not, Lord, over them, to fight for them and not against them. The next thing we see is that he was selfless, having a servant's heart. He built them a church rather than driving them to build him a palace. Lord, help us to remember that we are here to build your kingdom and not our own. To serve and not to be served, even as you did. So let us do. Help us to be more like you. Continuing to look more into the story, we see possibly the greatest factor. That being that he was a man of great humility. Understand that this was a man having great physical authority over Jesus and any other Jews in the region. Yet he humbled himself publicly before Jesus and acknowledged that Jesus' spiritual authority far surpassed not only his physical authority, but even the very angels of heaven, and that this authority was what really mattered. O Lord, remind us to humble our flesh, our pride, our intellect, and our arrogance to your omnipotence. Help us to remember that our limited physical ability cannot do what your spiritual majesty can. So that we cease to take matters into our own hands and cry out to you to release the decrees of heaven that command angel armies to heal the sick, raise the dead, set captives free, and change whole nations for your glory. One of the next things that we see is that he was fine with being unseen. Jesus was popular at this point in his ministry. He had followers. He was somebody. Yet this man was not concerned with these things. He was concerned with the suffering of those under him. Nor did he see fit to slow, distract, or hinder Jesus' work for his own gain. Oh Lord, remind us daily that it's not about us. Not to waste time with petty whining and self-gratifying prayers. Oh, help us to remember to cry out to you for the needs of others who are suffering. Not to seek you to gain a following. Not to burden your mission with our own ambition or need for attention. In an astonishing statement, this centurion then expresses... That being a military man, he understands that Jesus can simply say a word and those under him in authority will fulfill it. Yet having stated that there was no need for any physical man to come to his residence, he was stating that he believed that Jesus had charge over the very angels of heaven to command them to carry out his bidding. He acknowledged Jesus' deity and therefore his authority over the unseen so that he did not need to see, to believe, only to ask him to speak and it would be. Lord, we pray for a revelation of this today that all power, authority, and dominion have been given unto you. That there is nothing that you cannot do. Let that revelation drive us to cry out to you as this man did. Let us pray in faith that you will dispatch the armies of heaven to accomplish our petition when brought to you in the right spirit of humility and selflessness for your glory and not for our attention. Finally, this nameless centurion 
loved his servant and fellow man. But having done all that he could do to help him, he chose to believe that Jesus loved his people even more than he did. That God is good, kind, powerful, and that he loves them enough to release the decree to heal them, or else the centurion would never have sent the message to him. At its core, this story is an example of the power of prayer. Jesus healing from a distance because a man had the faith to send a message to Jesus and believe that his words commanded angel armies to see it accomplished. Oh Lord, help us to have faith in your love for us and for those we pray for. To believe that you are who you are, that you are good and a rewarder of those who faithfully and diligently seek you. To have the faith to press through in prayer and wait humbly for you to speak to us there, being fully persuaded that all you have to do is say the word and it is done. It will not return void. So in conclusion, this centurion was a man commissioned by man to rule over and fight against God's people, but chose instead to serve and fight for them. He believed more in the power of spiritual authority than in his own physical authority. And because of it, he cried out to the only one who could truly save them. Then he asked him to do it in the most supernatural way that he could, that it would demonstrate the divinity of Jesus, even though it meant that he himself would remain faceless, nameless, an unknown character in this story throughout the ages. Yet a man was saved, a lesson was taught, faith was stirred for generations, and God's purposes were manifested. For this, while so many were seeking Jesus for a blessing, this centurion became a blessing to God, and he will surely receive his reward in heaven where he will by no means remain nameless. O Lord, may our faith bless you with amazement and please your heart completely. May we learn to live for eternity and believe you now for what we cannot yet see. O Lord, forgive us as a body for seeking to build our own kingdoms at the expense of Jesus's, for seeking to be seen when the greatest blessings and rewards are to be received in eternity. Because your word says that if we receive the applause of men, then that's the only reward we're getting. We've already received it. But what we do in the prayer closet, in the unseen, in our homes on bended knees, those are the things that will be rewarded before all the saints and the angels in eternity. Lord, let us have a faith to truly believe these things and not live for the moment but live for a better forever. And not only to live for our own glory, but to set the stage for future generations, to pray to relieve the suffering of those around us, Lord, even those whose names we do not know and do not see. God, we pray for the persecuted churches all over the world, Lord. We join in the prayer of Christians in many unseen places. Lord, we pray for healing. You can send it, Lord, end the suffering in the name of Jesus. We truly believe that you are who you are and we want to demonstrate the faith of this centurion today. 
that we don't have to be seen, but we will still plead to the king. And you will release a decree that will dispatch the armies of heaven that with one word you can send healing and deliverance. We believe it, we speak it, we profess it, and we commit to pray it every day until we see it in the mighty name of Jesus. God, give us a faith like King Hezekiah, that even the enemy would shout to those around him, don't listen to him. Don't let him persuade you to have faith for deliverance, to believe that your God can step in and defeat the undefeatable enemy that is rising up against you. Oh, my friend, he did it then and he will do it again. Our God is able, is anything too hard for our king. Oh, God, raise up believers that believe again. A faith like this centurion who truly believes that by prayer alone, that by sending out a cry and a petition to the throne of God, then he will step in and do what no man can do by the power of his grace. He will change everything. That he doesn't really need us to assist him. He just needs us to persist in pursuit of him, to believe enough to cry out, to intercede, to send the message to Jesus. Only say the word and healing can be released. Deliverance can be released. Salvation can touch this nation. Revelation can saturate this generation. God, I believe and I am willing to humble myself and bend the knee and say, God, please have mercy. For we are a people in dire straits. We are a people down on our face. We are a people pleading for your grace. We are a people still standing in faith. That our God is able. That he has all authority. And that at the sound of his voice, angel armies are set in motion. That at the sound of his voice, storms cease. That all you have to do is say a word and those underneath you will be sent forth to accomplish it. And that our Jesus has been given a heavenly seat at the right hand of the Father. All power, authority, and dominion given unto him. So Jesus, we petition, send your Holy Spirit. Invade this nation with truth, with the revelation of who you are, with healing for the body, for the mind, for the spirit, and for the heart. And raise up a people of purity and of faith who know who you really are, that you are the king, the ultimate authority. And may it give us faith to return to the prayer closet where the battles are truly fought and won. Oh, Jesus, give us a faith like the centurion. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.